RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Almost forgot how to work things around here because it's been a while. It feels like feels like a long while, doesn't it? My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. If you don't want to give it a good review, don't give it a review. Leave me alone. I don't go to your effing job and say, thumbs down. Even though I'm sure uh, you, you probably did something that requires it. If you're giving me a thumbs down or a bad review. And what else? Become a patron if you can. It's tough times. We are bleeding patrons, I have to tell you. And I know that there are circumstances beyond, beyond the control of many of our community and i hope you know that even if you're not a patron you could still hang out in our community of course and also i encourage you to join our discord page and yeah i don't know what else i'm exhausted do i i'm like i look like whatever i'm very tired um i wasn't able to do a show this week unfortunately as you see we need a show every day every effing day the fire hose of news never stops. We need to get together and discuss it and plan our, our, what is, what are we planning? I don't know. The takeover, the, the re restoration. It's not a takeover. It is the actualization of the promises of our founding documents. We're not taking anything over. We are challenging our fellow Americans to live up to uh, the, what, what it means to be an American. I hope the audio is okay. You guys can tell me in a minute. Already we get the Super Chats. Thank you, Jim. Of course, number one in the Super Chat. And Garfield, thank you so much for your support. I can't do it without you, that's for sure. And I understand. Um, I do appreciate when people write me on the Patreon and they tell me that, you know, I, I can no longer be a patron for whatever reason. And recently received an email from Greg, uh, not, not our Greg G in the chat, but another Greg who, um, I want to say he lost his brother and, um, very, you know, tragically. And these are the real, uh, life circumstances that we're up against and include i mean us we're in this together greg i'm just letting you know greg this community is here i know well, um, it's a terrible time to be going through any loss the loss of your brother uh it's it's horrible now especially because you can't you the way that we grieve is is so different but I hope that this community can uh, be something, give some some solace, really. It gives me solace, so thank you guys. And yeah, Greg, my sincerest, my sincerest, sincerest, 
condolences to you and your family. We have a long, uh, we have a lot of work ahead of us, and we need every good person we can get. So, yeah, uh, we're in this together, no matter what. We stick together, we win, is a way of life. It has to be. We have to reclaim patriotism. We are the real patriots, all right? That's, what I, that's why I do this show, to remind the American people, not that every, like the American people is watching the show, not every American, I wish. My God. I'm talking about this little corner of the internet, and we'll uh, hopefully we'll th- what we talk about here will spread because I do believe that we have the answers. <laughs> I honestly do. I told you when we were talking to um, when the the other week we were talking to my friend Mary, and she was telling us how. You know, we were talking about, uh, well, how we were recalling the last time we were together and I was telling her how we can fix racism. I really know how we can fix it. It's part of it. It's action. Everything is action. We don't just say, oh, I'm not a racist. Who cares? Show me. You're not a racist. Okay, whatever. Everything is an action. Love is an action. Gratitude is an action. I I had to learn this myself in life. I used to sit around praying for three ghosts to visit me in the night and hit me with, I don't know, the, the reason to live. The reason not to do drugs or whatever. And... Not whatever. You know what I'm talking about. It's not whatever. I was, you guys know I was an addict and I'm in recovery. But that's what I used to uh, wait around, waiting to be struck with the, the, the desire to live. But it's, everything is in action. It doesn't happen like that. You bring your ass and your mind follows. So when we fix racism yeah it's not that you don't you can't fix everybody's heart you fix the actions that we take and then the heart follows that's how it goes just like every single day when i first got clean it's not that your brain you know your brain is conditioned after years of abuse of addiction to I mean, I, I could tell you all about it because I, I've had so much education on addiction because I'm an addict and my, I go to a shrink who is an addiction specialist. That's like a whole, that's like a whole, um, new medicine specialty. So, and he explained it to me. It is actually a brain illness and it runs in families. It ran in my family, of course, you know, whatever. My grandfather was a drunk who fell down the stairs, and that's how he died. But he got hurt he, from falling down the stairs as a consequence of being an alcoholic. And my other grandfather had alcoholism, that, you know, six kids and would get paid and not make it home with the check, would stop off at the bar and drink up the, the week of uh, 
food and groceries, well, food and grocery, you know, food and everything else that you need when you have six kids. And, uh, yeah, so it ran in my family and I'm whatever, why am I talking about this? But I'm, I'm talking about action and I had to learn that myself that you don't, not that I'm great or I have all, I, you know, I have some answers. I'm sorry. I don't, I do have the answer to fix racism, but (laughs) doesn't that sound ridiculous? But I know it's the truth. It's just like, I know that what we talk about here is the answer to what we need to have a functioning democracy. We're not functioning because of you know, the very simple things that we are incapable of doing thanks to greed and uh, stupidity in many sense. But so, yeah, you got to bring your ass in the mind follow. So we need to have universal health care. Universal health care is one of the things that will help fix racism in this country. Absolutely. Because we're in this together. You don't just say, oh, I'm not racist. Show me that we have a, we want a society and we are capable of functioning in a civilization that works for all. Okay, don't... I mean, because really, the reason we don't have, uh, in many senses, in many... Um, however you break it down, is that we're not a functioning democratic republic because of our racist ass history and our history anyway whatever i know uh rb uh (laughs) ruth bader ginsburg i you guys know i have a problem sometimes saying names and words but um unfortunately passed away i couldn't believe it last night i'm sitting here and of the but the, the phone goes off, the, the breaking news comes in, all, uh, I, I was like, how can this goddamn year get any worse? But it's really not, I mean, uh, uh, it's not a bad, it's not that bad. I really want to, um, yeah, it sucks. I, why couldn't she have hung on for three months? Please, Right. It's so, it's sort of like a kick in the gut. I mean, grateful. I'm grateful for all her work and the trails that she blazed. But yeah, it's. Not, uh, I, I'll get to it on the other side. Why I think it's not really that big. Well, it's a big deal, but not that bad. Hold on, guys. My name is Tara Devil. I'm sorry for screaming. I'm not screaming. Am I screaming? No. Uh, I'm being. I'm not. See, I'm not finding the right words because I haven't done a show in a week. And the reason I haven't done a show is because I, you know, you guys know that I have to take work on the, you know, I want to, this is, the show is not to the point of being able to do a show every day. So I have to take, I'm a freelancer, I work in TV and I do Oh, shit. I do some shows, but I do freelance work in TV. So um, to keep the lights on in Tower Buster Central. And I took a job that was long hours, but good thing it wasn't for... It's not for an an utter uh, bunch of sociopaths like the Drew Barrymore show or anything like that. But it's for a nice, decent human being. 
but very long hours and I wasn't able to do the show. So yeah. Um, that's why I ask you to become a patron so we can do a daily show and don't have to, this will be, you know, the work that I do and we'll be able to build from there. So the reason I think that, uh, of course it sucks. I'm talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It sucks for her. Let's not forget, but she understood the impact of her own death, obviously, because she dictated to her grand, her granddaughter, I believe, her final wishes, which were that the Supreme Court, her Supreme Court seat would not be filled until the election. And immediately, Mitch McConnell, we knew this was going to happen. He comes out, he's going to fill the Supreme Court seat, her Supreme Court seat. Yes, of course, it doesn't belong to everyone, to one person. But yeah, she sat in it for how many years? But it's not, it's really not that we did not um, see this coming, of course. And we knew Mitch McConnell was going to do this. Republicans, can I, how many times I got to tell everybody, Republicans are not interested in having a functioning democracy. Are we catching on yet? I mean, I really hate to be proven right. I, I have to tell you, I hate it. Everything I've been saying for years, they keep proving me right. They hate democracy. They hate America. They have no interest in having a functioning democratic republic. That's for sure. They're actively destroying the country, the democracy. They are cultivate, they cultivate ignorance. They cultivate division. They are utter hypocrites. They are the agents of oligarchy. They're also the agents of a goddamn anti-democrat of anti-democratic foreign dictators absolutely these are people remember everyone they know who trump is they get the un the, they get the unredacted reports they get they have the security clearance they know who he is and what he is and what he's what he did and what he's doing but they don't care. They're packing the courts. Mitch McConnell's been packing the courts for years. And the fact that the American people did, what are we, but you know, I'm all right, I'm getting ahead of myself. I always do that. I hate that. Because I, I ask a question in my head and I answer it and then I get to the next sentence, five sentences down the line, but I didn't fill you in on it. So um, the fact that we didn't rise up when and and put an end to these filthy republicans when the i don't i mean legally and peacefully when Mitch McConnell prevented Barack Obama from from seating his supreme court nominee in the year of the election we're two effing months away 50 freaking days or so so okay of course Mitch McConnell is going to seat uh, someone as fast as they can. That is the point. They are following the Nazi playbook. Let's call it what it is. I'm tired of the goddamn corporate media who 
they they play into this game that the Republicans are the Republicans are a legitimate party that they are interested in democracy. They ask them questions as if they have an interest in a functioning society, as if they're not engaged in a systematic stripping of all of not just norms. We're talking about democracy itself. It is not a norm. This, these are the pillars of democracy. To minimize it, to constantly call it a, oh, there goes Trump violating a new norm or crossing a new, lo- a new norm. Mitch McConnell, he, he violated a norm. Norm? These people will twist themselves into any kind of contortion that they, they can put their filthy turtle-ass bodies into in order to maintain power. It's always been that way, though. Okay? Let's not kid ourselves. And I'm tired of... I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just tired in general, overall, physically, mentally, emotionally. I am tired of... What are we doing? What bringing a goddamn strongly worded email to a gun battle? But what do we expect? Okay, the corporate media has a vested interest in this. Um, you know, uh, the uh, both sides argument. Oh yeah, here, here. Let me play something for you. This is my screen. Let me see what I could show you. Jeez, I'm rusty here. Can you hear that? Wait. It's election season, but we're not giving lifetime appointment to this president. This is Mitch McConnell in 2016. To change the Supreme Court for the next 25 or 30 years. Let me get you to uh, respond to a criticism that George Will has that's all over papers today, and you've probably seen it, but he doesn't much care for your strategy here. He writes this, conservative George Will. The Republican Party's incoherent response to the Supreme Court vacancy is a partisan reflex in search of a justifying principle. The multiplicity of Republican rationalizations for their refusal to even consider Merrick v. Garland radiates insincerity. What do you say to George Will? Well, I just disagree with him. I think when you've got a nominee, <laughs> Look at that face. That moveon.org is in Is that the most punchable face you've ever seen? And multiple or? articles pointing out that if uh, I mean, legally Merrick and peacefully. Were, were in fact, confirmed Punchable. he would move the court dramatically to the left. Wow. Dramatically to the left. The court dr- They're talking about Mitch. I mean, uh, Merrick Garland. The reason I'm playing this is because they are so full of shit that it, it's um, it's I guess blind. It's not blinding me. It doesn't blind. Who's it blinding? The, maybe the majority of American people who are too busy working their three uniquely American low-paying jobs in Mitch McConnell's district to know the difference that they are being screwed by a bunch of grifters who don't give a shit. This is just like, it, not just, but it is very reminiscent of the end of every republic that has ever lived. And now we're next. Every republic 
needs a Mitch McConnell in order to destroy itself. Republic, if we can keep it. Nancy Pelosi keeps. She's constantly quoting Ben Franklin. Well, let's fight these effing fascists. Otherwise, my my idea is, honestly, maybe I'm ahead of the game here. Because I've been saying, I feel like Cassandra for decades. I've been telling everybody who will listen that Republicans are an anti-democratic party. And their only interest is destruction of the American experiment. So here we are. But maybe I'm ahead of the game in my remedies, too. Let's get rid of them. Succeed. I'm so tired of them. They don't want a democracy. How can you force somebody? It's like trying to be in a relationship with somebody. If you, if they don't, if they're not interested, kidnapping somebody, not having a relationship, taking a hostage. I feel like a hostage. There's, they don't like us either. They don't like democracy. I mean, even effing Twitler, what he says. Oh, if you take out the blue states, we'll, the death rate is low. First of all, that's bullshit, and we know it, because, you know, truth and fact have a liberal bias. But second of all, F you. This is the United States. And would you ever, do you ever think you would live long enough for a Republican to say the quiet part out loud so loudly? With such a loud-ass bullhorn. If you take out the blue states, F you. That's the way they've behaved for generations, though. We carry, the blue states carry the red states, as always. I'm tired of my blue state dollars going to prop up Mitch McConnell's district. So get the F out. Let's split this shit up. I'm tired of them twisting themselves into pretzels, into any contortion, and pretending that they're doing it for our good, for democracy. They're doing it for the people. Meanwhile, the people go lower and lower and lower on the ladder. And the United States slips down on the social progress index for the first time and the American people the uh, middle class becomes less than 50% of the population for the first time in generations all of this is going on we knew Mitch McConnell was going to do this the reason I'm I'm saying it's not a complete whatever what are you going to do it's not a complete disaster. It is a disaster. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm conflicting myself. A disaster, of course it is. Uh, RBG passed away. It's bad timing, my friend. Bad timing. And my condolences, really. But we knew they were going to do this. And so they are exposing themselves as the utter hypoc- hypocrites that they are. And who can deny it? Maybe those who are sitting on the fence who are like, yeah, both sides, both sides. We'll see now. 
that you can't play nice with a bunch of ghouls who don't have an interest in playing nice, or they don't even have, they don't want to play. They want to own this country. Lock, stock, and barrel. They don't want you. They want you as a, like a serf. They, I'm telling you guys, they are dragging us back. Forget rolling back the Gilded Age. They're going right past the American Revolution. We, that's what they want. You don't act like them if you want a functioning democracy. You don't reinstate, you don't, you don't roll back the estate tax if you don't want an aristocracy. You don't gerrymander districts into, uh, into such contorted shapes if you want people to vote. If you want a fair, a free and fair election, you don't shove supreme, you don't block a president who was legally elected in a landslide two times. You don't block his nomination on the Supreme Court because you can, because you, if, if you want a functioning democracy, you don't. That's not how you act. So they have shown us in every way, shape, and form that they are unfit because they don't have an interest. They have an entirely different agenda. Their interest is making the rich richer and the working class, the working poor, and shut the F up. Shut up. Die. Take your damn pittance, your trickle, and shut the F up. So they're throwing this, um, packing the courts. Oh, it's all about the babies, supposedly, abortion, when we know they're full of shit there, too. Let me get rid of this face over here. Because abortions go down under Democratic presidents. And if you wanted, yeah, well, Democratic administrations. Oh, I know. Facts. Truth. They have such a liberal bias. But it is the truth. Abortion rates go down. And every time a filthy, disgusting Republican on Twitter or wherever, whenever they they talk about babies and abortion, I have to remind them that I'm shocked that I really, oh, I thought that Republicans loved abortions since their policies create so many of them. Abortions go up or under their bullshit sex ed. What is with these people? And their sex ed, their their, uh, abstinence only. What is their damage? God damn it. They don't want anybody having sex. They don't want any, you know what it really is about? It is about control. And it always has been. Control, not just of women, of everybody. They want to control. If they have you by the sex organs, they have you by the balls. So they have, literally, they have you by, you know, whatever. They, they really, they have you in a vulnerable position. And it's the old one, well, partly part of the oldest tricks in the book. How 
powerful, the powerful have, have controlled the population. They do it. They control your sex, your sex life, your sexual whatever. The, your morality, they dictate it. This is, there's nothing more that says that we're in charge when, than telling you who, what, you know, what you're, what you're doing with your pee-pee. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about consenting adults, of course. So, but it's, read a freaking history book. Read the history of Western civilization. Nothing has changed. If this were any, just go back in time. We have always had to contend with the Republican Party. They may have had different names. They were wearing different shitty clothes. They were spewing different loyalties but they've always been the same. They've always been here, justifying their abhorrent behavior. Justifying anything. Just anything that they do, pretending. I mean, there's, they really are the, the foxes in the hen house or the wolf in sheep's clothing. Pretending. That's what they have done throughout history. Conservative, I can't even conservatives. <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. Republicans, excuse me, conservatives. What the hell is that? It's because I'm so I can't even talk. I'm babbling because I'm sick of it. I really want to wake everybody up. I know you guys are woken up. Oh, woke. Oh, you know what annoys me now that we're when I said that I just reminded myself of. All over corporate media, they're, they always say, oh, what about the woke? Yeah, the woke left doesn't like it. The woke, the woke left won't, will uh, attack on Twitter. The woke left. Like, this is a disparaging term now. You're woke. Yeah, because we want to be unwoke, right? Unwoke? Let's not give a shit. Let's all be asleep. Because that's so much more moral somehow. There, that's there's the superior moral high ground of not giving a shit, of not trying. Woke? What is woke? That perhaps you're you're trying. You know what I mean? What the hell, my audio is. My name is Tara Devlin. Hopefully, you can hear me. Woke so annoying i mean it me in my it's like political correctness in my opinion what is woke woke is like you're trying somebody says okay now we want to be called with this gender pronoun or whatever okay fine what skin off my ass is that you do it because you respect other human beings uh, and you show them that by calling them what they want to be called. Woke. Oh, the woke left won't like it. The woke left. Yeah, guess what? Like, maybe you should all woke. Woke yourself up. Go in front of the mirror and slap yourself in the face. Maybe you could be woke. Woke? It's, it means you're awake. You're trying. 
God damn it. That's a, isn't that all we can do? Is that woke? Why are you trying to give a moral, superior moral high ground to being goddamn unconscious? For Christ's sakes. It's all about, well, well, just being a decent person, giving a shit. Is that woke? Anyway, whatever. Why am I going off that? Because that's what they do. This is the elites who the millionaires, the well, the billionaires who pay the millionaires to tell you and me what the American dream is. They've redefined it. Trust me. You know that, right? And now that I'm on the topic, I guess I'll play the Stephanie role. Because the other thing I want, so let me just, we'll get back to Mitch McConnell. I know I'm all over the place, but it's because I haven't been able to do a show in a week and I'm freaking chomping at the bit and I'm exhausted uh, too. So I'm a little tired. It's okay. I'll sleep when I'm dead. And I hope that's not for a long time, but we're all heading in that direction. And what do we do? We have to, we have an obligation to make this world a better place to try to be woke, woke enough to give a shit. I'm so sick of Republicans trying to claim, just like they claim the superior moral justification for selfishness, trying to claim the superior moral justification for being a goddamn unconscious idiot. But that's the way the, uh, I guess the ivory tower wants it too. Whether they realize it or not, they're probably not even woke enough to realize it. They just keep on marching going forward unbelievable well yeah just spewing the same old shit and well the reason i don't think this is a catastrophe it is it's gonna suck but um i know it's i'm being contradictory but not because not only will Republicans show us who they are, of course they are. Maybe this will wake other people up. Of course, they always show us. But we do have recourse. And it's about time that we, us, you know, the people, we the goddamn people, the sheeple, we cannot let these effing, mealy mouth, liver, whatever, lily livered, DLC Dems be, uh, you know, concerned and outraged and um, with their strongly worded emails. It's time. If they pack the court, we expand the court. That's what FDR wanted to do. He was trying to do that. There's nothing in the Constitution that says we can't do that. Enough is enough. It is enough that we are under the tyranny of the minority. The other thing we have to do, it won't matter to many people that the Republicans are hypocrites because they're hypocrites too. You see, they don't like democracy too. They want, because they're racist. I mean, it really comes down to that. They're incapable of functioning in a free democratic society. They don't want to. They don't want to share the country with people who are have darker pigment. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It may be 
just because they're ignorant, too. They don't realize. They've been told all of these tales of, oh, um, you know, uh, crime in the inner cities and how uh, no fathers, like all this shit they've been telling these white idiots. And who have they been eat it up? They eat it like they eat the dead pigs that they shove in their mouth unconsciously. They just chop, 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 eat it. They don't, and then they regurgitate it. So there's not, there, and there's a feedback loop of bullshit that constantly swirls around. And nothing can penetrate that with any, I don't care how much truth. That's all a plot. They're, I mean, look at who they are idolizing they literally idolize a con man and then they turn around and they follow this QAnon conspiracy which is uh, you know they're being played I have my own suspicions that QAnon in itself is just a it is a another Putin who knows I don't know I have my suspicions that it is some kind of psyops operation for, um, you know, being inflicted on the American people. Of course, that's what they do. That's what any adversary would do. You'd have to be stupid to think that they're sitting around, what, what, twiddling their thumbs? Putin is a person who murders journalists. Who is this on the chat? Megardo, are you capable of speaking without cursing? Are you talking to me? Am I cursing that much? I thought I thought I was not cursing. Or are you talking to somebody in the chat? I don't think I cursed at all in the show. Maybe twice. I don't know. What do you want me to do, man? All right, whatever. Let's keep going. Um... Here's the thing. Let's play. I, I know I'm all over the place. Thank you for hanging out and coming for the ride of our lives. We do live in interesting times, at least, right? You know, I often think, what not it um, what it would have been like to live during the time in the Roman Republic where Caesar crossed the Rubicon? I mean, this is kind of like that. We're living in the last days of the American Republic. You understand? It's true. We really are. When historians look back at this time, they will, that's how they're going to, they're going to categorize it like that. There is no doubt in my mind. And, uh, yeah. All right. We got a nice chat going tonight. If you're on any other platform, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash rdt daily media okay and join in join the chatters there's a lot of people in the chat tonight that's good keep it up oh thank you jd for your super chat thank you deborah for your super chat deborah says missed you we need you i missed you too oh my god jd nice i didn't my eyes are broken my eyes are full i've seen too much i feel I just noticed you very generous super chat. Thank you, JD. And in pounds, that makes me actually, I like that because it makes, you know, we're getting across the pond and I am, 
I I long to go back to my homeland. It's not England. I don't know if if you're in England or Ireland or but I'm in my grandparents were from Ireland and I have to all I have to do is get my grandfather's I got their death certificate. I got to get their birth certificates and I want to register as a foreign birth and get my Irish citizenship. I don't know. I wish I had done this 30 years ago. Frankly, I got their birth certificates. I didn't get their death certificates. And I got my father's birth certificate. Uh, and I have to get his death certificate. But the thing is, I think I told you guys this. You might have. Obviously, JD, you might not have heard this. Um, I might have said that Because I ordered my grandparents' birth certificates from Ireland online. I ordered them. They're, they were They were born in like 1916 or something, you know? And I kid you not, I got the friggin' birth certificate two weeks later from Ireland. Two weeks. And I was shocked. And I said to my friend, I can't, who is Irish from Ireland? And I said, I can't believe this. I got these birth certificates from 1916. They, they gave it to me. They, uh, across the, the pond in, Two weeks, and he said, "There's one thing you say about Ireland. It's they ha- they have a very efficient bureaucracy, and that is clear. I mean, I just got a little bit, little uh, taste of it. And the other, but the other thing, when I ordered my father's birth certificate, it took six months here in the United States of Sirs and Lords. There you go." So, all right, guys, thank you so much. And thank you, Patricia, for your super chat. The, for the cursed jar. <laughs> yes, hugs, Tara. Thank you. Hugs right back. All right, guys, uh, is there a fight going on in the chat? Be nice. If there is a troll in the chat, we do have a moderator. Haiku will give you the boot, but we're all, I mean... You you can disagree with us. Just don't be a moron. What's going on? Hashtag Chinese curse. What is that? Oh, my God. Chinese curse. Is that? I'm just trying to figure out. I'm looking at um, the Facebook chat, and somebody wrote hashtag Chinese curse. Is that what, is that what they're saying on the Trump and Zealand? about the coronavirus oh the chinese curse no it's the trump virus you're make you're getting it wrong chinese curse how sick are these people how stupid unbelievable well we'll see how he behaves chinese curse i mean f you chinese curse what is wrong with these people that's all you got we're in the middle of a pandemic. Your con man has murdered 200,000 people. We are the disgrace and the laughing stock of the world. The entire world has their borders closed to us because we're filthy, thanks to Twitter. And that's all you got? Chinese virus? It should never have happened. It should never have come here. It should never have happened. What are you, a two-year-old? 
That sounds like a two-year-old's excuse, right? Oh, I should never have happened. It shouldn't have, or maybe, well, the other thing is Johnny. Well, this is what they do. Johnny does it. Johnny did it. They do that all the time. Hillary Clinton. What is Hillary Clinton? I swear to God, I got an email because they these Trump Z's put me on the on all these conservative mailing lists. Not conservatives, fascists. Excuse me. And I swear to Christ, I got an email the other day, and the title, the subject of it was Hillary Clinton. Okay, Hillary Clinton. There's, that's all you got. Hillary Clinton? That's the title, the subject. Urgent. Crooked Hillary and Kamala Harris are holding a fundraiser tonight. Crooked Hillary. Let's analyze that statement from the hypocrites. You see, I've been saying it for years in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism, but their life's blood is hypocrisy. It's like the mother's milk of the Republican Party. They're, they're talking about crooked Hillary? Do they know who their standard bearer is? Do they understand that their filthy, disgusting, orange, Trump ban- Tr- I mean, it's not a Trump ban- He's like, he is uh, like Bigfoot. He's a disgusting... I'm only saying Bigfoot because I saw a video. Somebody put together a very good video of... Twitler walking like Bigfoot, <laughs> you know, side by side with Bigfoot, the old Bigfoot footage. And it reminded me, of it. it's great, perfect. Per- he's work- walking exactly like Bigfoot, but that doesn't matter. That what, That's not what makes him a crook. His looks aside, he is a con man. So it is a hallmark, we know this, of fascism. And they, they, they read Mein Kampf as an instruction manual, that's for sure. Or they read Orwell as an instruction manual, that's for sure, too. But accuse your opponent, your enemies, not just opponents, I guess, at this point, of the very things of which you yourself are guilty crooked Hillary. There is nobody who is more crooked than the con man squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. Nobody. He is the single biggest loser American taxpayer. That's just a fact. His filthy useless children waste of DNA children waste of human DNA, excuse me, um, had to take a seminar on how not to steal from a charity, their own charity, that they set up as a slush fund for the con man. These people are, you talk about crooked Hillary? Yeah, I'm not, you know, maybe you you don't know the show, but we're not DLC Dems here. We're here, we're the real Democrats, we're the FDR Democrats. We're pushing the, we're trying at least, pushing the Democratic Party to be the party of FDR. That's what we need. That's our patriotic imperatives. But, yeah, um, crooked Hillary? How many, uh, how many of them, let's say all of the Trump inner circle, how many of them could have a $25 million investigation up their asses for how many years 
I'm talking about Ken Starr, they spent millions of dollars investigating Hillary Clinton for years, and she would have been in jail. They would have, don't you think they would have found something? Uh, that's what they were looking for. They came up with nothing, like they always do. So, how many of the Trump, the, 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 the entire Trump crime family, put them with a special investigator, special prosecutor up there, twats? I'm sorry for that word. It just seemed appropriate at that moment. For how, how long? How long? There's nobody in this country that has been investigated more than Hillary Clinton. And you never give up. It's boring. You understand? It's tedious. But what can we expect? <clears throat> that's all you are. Tedious. And that's why I'm sick of them. I truly am sick of them. And I'm, I think I'm not alone. As maybe you have seen on on corporate media, Michael Steele this week, the former Republican Republican National Committee chairman who was, I guess, put in place after the Democrats, they uh, nominated Barack Obama and then the Republicans came out with their black guy. That's exactly what they did. You know it. That's how they operate. Oh, look, we got it all here under our big tent. We got all the N-words. We got all the, you know, we got all the Mexican rapists. We got all the... Every, you know, all the self-loathing uh, Nazi Jews. We got it all here in the Republican Party. Come on on in our big tent. But that's what they... So Michael Steele, he was on whatever, MSNBC, and then it started to trend because he was saying he's sick of... He's sick of the Trump Anzies. He didn't put it like that, but they're stupid and they can't be saved. Uh, good. About time. That's what I've been saying for how long? They cannot be saved. We got to keep evolving without them. They are dragging us down. They're like a goddamn ball and chain. So you keep moving forward. And I have to say, though, um, give credit where credit is due. Michael Steele, he's part of the problem, too. They're all. The entire Republican Party is part of the problem. It's like the this Pence, this this woman who um, came forward and she said she's voting for Biden now. What's her name? Toy something? Olivia? Troy? She's she said that she's a John McCain Republican. Republican. She's a Bush Republican. Oh, really? Well, John McCain, let's let's kind of round the circle here. John McCain participated in Mitch McConnell's plot to block Barack Obama and the American people who voted for him to stick a, a middle finger in the American people, the majority of the American people who vote you know, right in our faces and say, you won't fill the Supreme Court seat? You won't, uh, you won't fill the Supreme Court seat because me, Mitch McConnell, who 
could never get elected in a national election, who lords over a sh- a shit house state. I'm sorry, no, I mean no offense if there are normal people here on the chat from Kentucky. Uh, there are normal people everywhere, normal decent people, and it must suck having to deal with living under Mitch McConnell's reign. But but you got a majority, a minority state, minor a little, you know, not that many people are pining to move to Kentucky. They're not dreaming. There aren't like little girls and little boys all over the world dreaming of one day moving to Kentucky. But he's the one who, you know, John McCain joined him in that plot. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. So, well, like I was saying, um, they're all, they're all irredeemable. Oh, I'm a John McCain Republican. I'm a George Bush Republican. You're a John McCain Republican, Con? Because that's what I'm saying. They're all um, part of this problem. They all brought us here. Not just, I mean, we know how what, what part the DLC Dems played. They play the part they always play. They, I mean, it's all, it's all corruption. The whole goddamn thing. At least, though, the Democrats, they, they're they not all completely, it's not all completely gone. We have many, many Democrats, they gotta, they need to go, frankly, in my opinion. The Nancy Pelosi's, the Chuck Schumer's, all of them, that that graduating class or whatever, that generation, time to retire. We need fighters. We need people who aren't sold out to the big moneyed interests, who don't take money from big pharma and then block bills to re-import American drugs back into the United States from Canada so we don't have to pay top dollar for everything, like Cory Booker did after receiving money from the drug companies. So I, I, I see him. So he's kind of, he gets on my nerves. He's, I see him so um, concerned and well, with his furrowed brow constantly and talking about how we're all uh, have to rise up to history and whatnot. Let's get real here. Give credit where credit's due. The main problem with this country is goddamn money in politics and corruption and our denial. We need to see what... Just call it like it is. If they're not going to do it on the corporate media, of course they won't. We have to do it here. We have an, an obligation to do it. Eventually, if this, if the truth will become overwhelming and the corporate media will have no choice but to bring it into their lexicon, meaning that we got to call the Republicans what they are. They don't have an interest in democracy. How many assaults on 
the American experiment? Do we endure, and we're not enduring it well because it is crumbling, until um, what, how many assaults will it take for the corporate media to start reporting that, uh, that from that perspective? That, listen, um, we literally have an authoritarian party that is reshaping the government. A, a republic is never a guarantee. It's always tenuous. So doesn't the corporate media, or doesn't media in general, journalism, doesn't media have an obligation to call it out? But of course they don't. Why? Because they're making buku bucks too. It's all, you know, one hand washes another in this circle jerk of corruption. Let me see. Here's Mitch McConnell. Dramatically to the left. Yeah. I just he, wait, wait, let me rewind this a little. Uh, Judge Merrick were, were in fact confirmed he would move the court dramatically to the left. Yeah. That's a lie. That's a filthy, blatant lie. So they went in front of the American people at the time in 2016 and lied. They said Merrick Garland, let me see if I can find this part. And each of those races will be crafted very differently to try to appeal, a different strategy to appeal to different kinds of voters that we have in different parts of the country. Are you going, and one other final thing, Donald Trump is having a meeting with various Republican leaders tomorrow from 2016. in Washington before he speaks to APAC. Are you going to participate in that meeting, sir? Sir. No, I'm, I'm in Kentucky. Uh, he did call me last week. Ew. We had a good conversation. Look at his face. All right. Senator Mitch McConnell. Wait, I'm trying to find this one clip. Your party standard bearer. Well, I'm going to support the nominee. I've got an obligation to my colleagues and to my party to support the nominee, and I fully intend to do that. But what did you mean when you told them privately you, you could drop them like a hot rock? You think it's appropriate for any of your Republican Shut up, Chuck uh, Todd. senators to run against him if necessary? Uh, that are very it doesn't matter. What I was trying to find was this: he, the, the part where he says, Merrick Garland... Um, it's hard to find a more liberal judge than Merrick Garland. That's what he said. It's hard to find a more liberal judge than Merrick Garland? Merrick Garland was the one who Lindsey Graham and the filthy Republicans said that they could stomach because he was so palatable to their kiss-up, kick-down, lick-spittle ways. So it doesn't matter. You get it. They go in front of the American people on their mouthpieces, on their billionaire mouthpiece networks to spread lies, just bullshit. No wonder the American people are the dumbest Fs. Well, the second dumbest Fs on the planet. We are the most, what is, how do you put it? We are the least informed population on the planet. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm saying that wrong. We are the second least most, <laughs> the second least informed. You know who's the at the bottom? At least we didn't hit the bottom here, a complete bottom. Um, it is Italy. They are the most uninformed. Second, let's see, most uninformed people on earth. <laughs> Let's see. Most ignorant countries. This was 
study. We're always scraping the bottom of the barrel in all of these assessments, reports. Yes, USA, the, the richest country in the world, ranked as one of the most ignorant countries, well below many less developed countries. This is from the Independent of the UK in 2016. However, Malaysia, which is not considered fully developed, was in the top 10 of least ignorant countries. The list from most to least ignorant is India, China, Taiwan, South Africa, USA, Brazil, Thailand, Singapore, Turkey, Indonesia, Mexico, Canada, Montenegro, Russia, Serbia, Philippines, Hong Kong. Well, it goes on and on and on. I can't read them all. Netherlands. Hello. Once again, number one, most informed. The Netherlands. All these, these socialist countries, they come at the top of the happiness index, the most informed, the upward, the social progress index. What is the meaning of life, right? I say that a lot. Isn't that what it comes down to? Happiness? How can you have happiness? Uh, you, it's like you're happy in spite of the reality that we deal with every single day on this co- in this country. And part of that reality is that we're surrounded by ignorant people, ignoramuses, who think that we're number one and they're part of the problem. They make us stupid. It's like stupid is their birthright. So, I have this video. Well, you probably don't want to see it anyway. Like Mitch McConnell saying he will fill the Supreme Court seat. Oh, we'd fill it. This is when they asked him, what would you do in the last year? Remember how... The last year, he said we couldn't fill it, fill a Supreme Court seat during an election year. You see this cheeky little fuck? Excuse my language. Oh, we'd fill it. Oh. (laughs) And the guy's laughing. You hear the laughter in the room? Yeah, you know, the reason I started with the judge. Listen to his. As important as all this. Listen to his justification. Other things are that we're talking about. Important? Nothing is more important. The reason uh, I started with the judges is because you're following the Nazi playbook. Oh, don't mention Nazis. They are following the playbook. That's what the Nazis did. That's what any autocrat government does. Anytime you try to take over a government, a, a, a democratic or a republic or whatever, or free country... You have to pack the courts. Otherwise, it's not going to work. The courts are the stopgap to fascism. That's why they're packing the courts with unqualified loyalists. That the American Bar Association says these are unqualified. They're not fit. And what does the Republican Party do? They say, oh, it's the American Bar Association is a liberal 
association. There's they're a far left group. Just like Merrick Garland is the most liberal judge that could ever be picked. Give me a break. These are not the words of people who have an interest in passing on a democratic republic to their children. Mitch McConnell is the grave digger of American democracy. He has been he says I'm the grave digger. He he enjoys that moniker being the grave digger of bills that are sent to him. But Christopher Browning, the World War II historian, calls him the grave digger of American democracy. Where is the corporate media? Why aren't they reporting this? They go and uh, we get the both sides bullshit. And the justifications started coming immediately as when, when we were, when we learned of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing, unfortunate and untimely passing. God. The, the memes started flying on Twitter. I am going by the Biden rule, they were saying. Because Joe, Joe Biden said something. Uh, some one time uh, uh, years ago. Who the hell knows? Who cares? But this is what Republicans do. They will fix the facts around the policy. That's what Justice Scalia did. That's what George Bush did when it came to war. This is what they do. All you got to do is go go through Scalia. They they say how Scalia is supposed to be. He was this originalist, which drives me insane. Originalism. Give me a break with that. It's like saying I'm an originalist. I only shit in a diaper because I don't want to change. I, I I do the same things that I did when I was a baby. Even the goddamn founders understood and wrote about how the country will change. They had no idea what the future held. But they did know that the only certainty was that everything will change. So they, they created a living document, and they, they handed it off to us and said, good luck if you can keep it. But like every republic that's ever fallen... We have a bunch of enablers and complicit traitors who care only for themselves. And that's the only, that's the only Republican value. And they will, that's the only American value. Greed, 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 selfishness, power. I got mine. Oh my God, I'm running out of time. All right. I can't believe this. You want to have a long, listen to this, listen to this. Positive. Yeah. Here's, let me explain it for those on the podcast who aren't watching. Mitch McConnell explaining his hypocrisy. Well, not explaining it. He's, he doesn't give a shit. Lasting positive impact on the country. Everything else changes. You know, I, I, I remember during the tax bill, there were people agonizing over whether one part of the tax bill was permanent. Ugh, isn't he gross? Not. What can't be undone is a lifetime appointment to a young man or woman who believes in the quaint notion 
that the job of judges is to follow the law. So that's the most important thing we've done for the country. What is he talking about? So every judge that Barack Obama or a Democrat puts on the bench doesn't believe in the quaint notion of following the law? What he's really talking about, because Republicans, when they say one thing, it's really the opposite. You know, like clean skies or healthy skies or you better watch out because your lungs are going to be polluted. Uh, clean water, don't drink it. They name bills, jobs, 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 bill. Next, yeah, you better be careful because your job is being sent overseas. This is, they're doing it again. I mean, this is, they can't help it. It is a strategy. The quaint notion of following the law. Because they're not following the law. They're making law. That's why they have been put on the bench. They have no scruples. They have no ideology. Their ideology is power. Everything is going to plan, guys. Not for the American people. Not for 99% of the American people. Only the 1%. But that is the plan. It's coming along nicely. And... All the while, as they strip this country of our everything, decency, dignity, democracy, we have the media, the corporate media will be blaring about the horse race and the polls and the bullshit and pretending, going along with the scam and the ruse, that the Republicans have any interest in a functioning society, how much more are we going to stand it? How much longer are we going to take it? I know it's better. It's so much easier to live in denial. It really is. It requires so much less work. And it maybe it'll make allow you to sleep at night. But we, are, we really are going, to, we really are losing this country. We're losing the grand experiment. It's over. We have a bunch of, uh, we, we have a virus in our body politic. And it's not, the, it's not just COVID. It is every it's the same goddamn th- struggle that w- working people have always had to deal with for the entire history of western civilization the power of organized money they knew it that's why you say a republic if you can keep it This is, it's not a norm. Mitch McConnell, when he stopped Barack Obama from seating a Supreme Court nominee, his, or from even giving a meeting, I mean, they stopped Barack Obama. No one would even meet with Merrick Garland on the Republican side. 
including John McCain. You know, you're a John McCain Republican. He's the one. He didn't, he, he joined in with the plot against democracy. So what, what do we do? What do, what do we do when all of the mechanisms of democracy are being assaulted? And what, I mean, I'm glad that some, I hear somewhat on the corporate media, they talk about the norms and Trump is an autocrat. He wants to be like Putin. He does. They've been saying this all along. But do you notice that Republicans don't care? They have, they don't care. It's like I've said for years. They hate democracy. They hate America. My name is Tara Devil. I'll be right back. Listen to more of Mitch McConnell. So that's the most important thing we've done for the country. Really? Which for the country. Undone. I want you to know that I'm going to continue to look out for us. Look out for and us. And operate as effectively as I possibly can on every single thing that's important to us. To us. Like red states and blue states, right? If you take out the red state or the blue state death. To, for us. Well, fuck off, us. How about that? Enough. Get out, us. Build a wall. I'll be all for the wall once they secede. Well, it continues. And try to give Kentucky an opportunity to punch above its weight. To punch above its weight. Kentucky an opportunity to punch above its weight? Shut up, Mitch McConnell. I love how Republicans, they they have to be big men, right? Oh, we're so... um, All of these manly metaphors. Punch above our weight punch above our way meaning what that you your little dinky kentucky state is gonna come here to new york and tell new york oh no 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 you can't have a uh, a society that works for all we're here kentucky's here it's the tyranny of the minority you see that's the republican party they don't want a democracy They don't give a shit. That's the definition of tyranny. Punch above your weight? Of course, putting aside his stupid uh, masculine metaphor, which makes me sick, we're punching above our weight. What are you punching, bitch? What the hell are you punching? You got it all, bitch. How much more do you want? You have a country. You got the, the we're, we're slipping on the social progress index along with Brazil, another fascist state. No other Western democracy is slipping on the social progress index. Just us. You did that, McConnell. You did that. So what do you want? What do you mean you're punching above your weight? Who are you punching on? You're kicking down and kissing up. You're not punching on shit. Punching above our way. I'm punching. I can't wait. Why did it have to be? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. God, 
It's never Mitch McConnell. It's never somebody who sucks. Mitch McConnell? Look at this guy. We're punching above our weight? Get out of it. Get out of my face. What do you mean you're punching above your weight? Yeah, you mean like you're squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes? You're nothing. Kentucky sucks. Nobody wants to go there. It's a cesspool. No, not that I know. I'm sure it's beautiful in some parts. And maybe you, I'm sure you have very nice people there that you love. And there are normal people there. I know that. You know how I know? Because I do get notes and letters and I get emails from people. And and I always like to see where they're from. And I get a lot of notes and letters from people from red states. So I know there are normal people there, decent people. But, yeah. We're in big trouble. This is not a drill, guys. We're, they are winning. They've won. I, I mean, let's, the battle, they have won these battles, that's for sure. More will be revealed on whether they've won the war. It's a class war, definitely, and they are winning. They won all of these battles. You know why, too? Because how can you really win a battle if you're completely undermined from the inside by your fellow soldiers, so to speak? We have whole swaths, whole segments of, the, of labor, of the working class, that don't even realize. They're serfs. They don't even realize it. Conservatives of the... I have a meme, actually, that I sometimes post. Conservatives of the medieval world. Let me see if I can find it. Ugh, of course, my computer is freezing up. Let's see. I'm sure I can find it. That's why I ask you to become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I want to do more shows, don't you? This this really sucks. Oh, my computer is giving me a beach ball. Come on. Because if you become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, we maybe we'll get to the point where we could have a producer. Not just me. And then I can say, get me that meme. Well, it's not. It's going to be anticlimactic at this point. But here it is. See? Medieval conservatives. The lords worked hard to get where they are. They shouldn't have to pay taxes to the king. For those on the podcast, it's a bunch of serfs in the field laboring in the field and they're they're chatting amongst each other and the last guy says if they had more gold then we would too it's common sense that's the conservatives that we've had to deal with for our entire history the ones who are praising the king the loyalty oh no one's more loyal to the king than i am while 
the king and all of his lords and barons suck up all the wealth, all the property, all the all the decent life where you're out in the field and they're peddling a promise of a mansion in heaven. That's the scam, you see. And the working class have always endured. We've had, we fight, sometimes we rise up. And for our, the time that we've lived, for the last hundred, couple of hundred years, democracies have been on the upswing. Now they're, now they're de decreasing. They're receding. Because history does not, it's not all linear. Linear. When future generations, I wonder if they'll look back and see how the aristocracy was rebuilt. It's always about the working class against the ruling class. I don't care if it's an intergenerational monarchy. They're rebuilding it. That's what they do. And they don't give a shit about the w workers, working people. And the workers, what makes me sick is the working people who vote Republican, who don't even know that they're idiots, that they're useless idiots. You know, I love history. You guys know that. And I was reading something about one of the one of my areas of interest i like roman history you know i also like history english history the history of uh you know england in general and ireland and i was reading about queen elizabeth the 1st who when she uh, well when her uh, um when she was being uh, invaded or tr when prince philip i mean king philip was trying to invade england with the Spanish Armada, and they, de the English defeated the Armada. And uh, just the, that's the short version of the story, right? Well, not many people know that after that event, where the soldiers who, and the sailors who fought so valiantly and saved Elizabeth from certain death, if, because of, King Philip had taken over England. If he had, if he was successful, he w she would have been killed or imprisoned. That's for sure, right? because she had no heir, or she had that was the end of the Tudor lineage. There was nobody to take over, so Philip had a legitimate claim to the English throne, right? So Elizabeth, she really didn't do much because at the time. Oh, God, I hate the goddamn thing. War was a man's game. The point is, what does she do? This is the end of the show. After the Spanish, after her soldiers defeated the Spanish Armada, they died of typhus, and Elizabeth did nothing to help them, to save them, She because it was too much money. But they all sang praises, you understand? It's always been like us, the rich being, the rich using us. How much longer are we gonna take it? My name is Tara Devlin. You can hear the rest of the show at 
I don't know, YouTube, whatever. Become a patron. Patreon.com. Remember what I say. We stick together. We win. Damn it. I gotta get better at these cues. But my point is, I'm sorry that's it's gonna suck on progressive voices. I gotta get better. But um the point is that after so the soldiers that fought so valiantly yeah, that many died, many were injured, they shaved her ass, literally, and she couldn't spare a goddamn pittance. Yeah, England was broke. They she was always broke, Greg says on the chat. England was broke. They That's what they cried throughout history. The monarchs always cried about being broke, broke, broke. But she did nothing to, to help the soldiers. She didn't pay for their food. She didn't pay for their medicine. Let them die. So many, in fact, they said that many of the um, casualties on the English side met and matched the casualties on the Spanish side only because of the, uh, the disease that rampaged through her troops after they had won the, the war. But isn't that always the case, though? Poor people fighting rich people's wars and not getting a goddamn thing for it? Not even any, any recognition. What do we do? We make movies. Elizabeth the Golden Age. We leave that part out, though. Who's writing the songs about the poor sailors who died of typhus or starvation? And many of them, there would have been more who starved if not for the officers who went into their own pockets and paid for the food. For the, for the sick soldiers and sailors. Well, anyway, whatever. And I'm just sick of it, frankly. It's always been a class war. Yep. Resistival says on the chat, history is written by those who won, right? Because I was thinking also, I was like, why don't we have more stories about what happened in the aftermath of the, of the uh, Spanish or the attempted Spanish invasion, but it's because you're right. The poor, they weren't writing the songs and the stories. They were the rich. The rich were writing the, sto the stories. They were paying people to write stories about them, right? I have the heart and stomach of a king. We're not hearing about, well, they didn't, she didn't have a stomach to help our own soldiers, but whatever. And I do that on a daily basis. <laughs> we had to get back to Mitch McConnell. All right. In the last half hour, I can't believe how fast the show goes. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. If you want more show, if you want a show, you know what I mean? Maybe, I don't know, maybe this show sucks. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe this is as good as it gets. I have so much more I want to do. I just don't have the time, too, when I gotta, 
do other shit. All right. The, the last thing I wanted to talk about would really piss me off. I, I, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't planning on going through the whole thing about Ruth Bader Ginsburg because everybody else is doing that. Right? And it's also playing into the hands of the Republicans. Okay, she she passed away. We know. I'm I'm sincerely bummed. It sucks. I feel bad for her family. I feel bad for the country. We knew she was going to pass away, but this is a gift to Twitler. Now he gets to di- divert and distract. And so, uh, you know, more shit, more bullshit. He gets to distract and maybe get the vote out for people who, oh, okay, uh, let's not think about the the 200,000 dead and the complete failure of this pandemic, of the response to the pandemic. Let's think about the judges. So what does liberal, so-called liberal media do? They play right into Mitch McConnell's hands. By beating the drum. I swear to God, I had to turn off the damn TV. It was nonstop. If, yeah, okay, it's a, it's, she's a giant, all that. What would be the harm of reporting other stories? We got to have everybody calling in, whoever, what, had a, had a uh, pastor in the hall or something? I don't know. Everybody had a story how she did. She she liked being the uh, the notorious RGB, RBG. I mean RGB. She liked that moniker. How she had a close her and her husband were soulmates, and how I don't. I who cares? All right, good. Not all twenty four hours over and over. There's other shit going on. Get back to the failure of this effing administration, the crimes, the filthy, disgusting Mitch McConnell and his crimes against democracy. I mean, whatever. I'm asking too much. I understand. I know. I'm asking for a legitimate functioning media, I and that's really not what we're going to get. But you know what I mean? It would still be referential and still be respectful to Ruth Bader Ginsburg to do her story about her. Yes, talk about her. But all effing night and day? Am I wrong? Maybe you guys have a different perspective. But it just seems like whatever. Big story. It's always breaking news. And then that's it. They just beat that beat that story. And there's nothing else going on. But this is playing into the hands of the fascists. So they set up this battle and get out the vote. But but everything else is still going on. They're still attacking the post office. They're still uh, doing, um, you know, their crimes. Doing their crimes. doesn't sound very specific, but everything still sucks. You know what I mean? And, well, they did talk about one thing that was not Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But actually, this, now that I'm thinking about it, it was before she passed away. I couldn't believe it when that goddamn 
tweet came out or whatever the the notification i was like oh no <laughs> no but all right here's i don't know if you guys saw joe biden's out there he he's said that this election is about scranton versus park avenue and that statement a little bit of a, a just a recognition for the class war a little bit not he didn't call it out completely got um got joe biden that rare msnbc rebuke michael joe biden said yesterday that his campaign is scranton versus park avenue why is he going with this divide and conquer approach? That's Trump's thing. What about a message for all Americans? I don't live on Park Avenue, but I live pretty close to it. Oh, and you know how I got there? Working my butt off. Shut your he doesn't mouth. Want my vote. He doesn't want my vote. You know how I got there? Working my butt off? Close to it. And you know how I got there? Working my butt off. He doesn't want my vote. How dare you? There's nobody that works harder than the poor. All right, let's talk about Stephanie Rule for a second. Sit down, Tara Jr. Now he's sitting on my keyboard. Hold on. What the hell's her name? How do you spell it? Oh, here we go. Stephanie Rule. Unbelievable. And the other one who jumped in with her criticism i think was um soledad o'brien are they kidding me i worked my butt you know how i got here i worked my butt off so you mean that all the americans on the food lines they didn't work their butts off right all of the americans who can't save four hundred dollars they didn't work it's the fact that you worked your butt off you didn't have a head start you didn't marry rich. Um, I, I don't know Stephanie Rule's life story. I don't think she started out in a project somewhere. But here's the American um, complete, the, the, the complete selfishness, the center of the universe. I got here from working my butt off. And also the, the myth, the bullshit. And that's the class war right there, right in front of our eyes. The class war that says you're rich because you worked really, really, really hard, you see. Not everybody um, who's poor. Wait, wait, Tara Jr. Bullshit. <laughs> that's, they're trying to say, you know, you, you, what the, the message, the underlying message is you're rich because you worked hard. And that, by extension, translates to you're poor because you don't work hard. You know how I got here working my butt off? There's many... Um, th it's called white privilege. It's called privilege in general. Privilege. And the thing is, it's sort of like reminds me of... Um, Bob Gold's, uh, I mean, yeah, what is it? Hold on a second. Bob Goldstein's book, which I read, by the well, I didn't read it. I listened to it. 
Let's see. Hold on. What the hell is wrong with me? Something is going on with the computer. Hmm. I'm trying to. Oh, I'm. So, let me talk about Goldstein Woodward. Bob Woodward. That's why I can't find it. Uh, where, who's Goldstein? Besides 1984 Goldstein. Where did I get Goldstein from? Who's Bob Goldstein? Now that I'm saying that. Stephanie Roll. Bob Goldstein. Look at see what's going on in my mind. It's not good. Who is Bob Goldstein? Is that a person? <laughs> Bob Goldstein, American showman. No, it's not the same. Whatever. Bob Woodward. But when Bob Woodward asked Twitler that what is his opinion on his privilege? And he's like, oh, you really drank the Kool-Aid of reality, of truth, of the fact that this is a racist-ass country where, you know, we have racist policies that prevented our African-American brothers and sisters from owning, uh, oh, well, let's say, owning property in certain neighborhoods or... Um, how about using their GI Bill money to buy a home? Not like, you know, that's, it's not, um, you know, I'm not just talking about black people in this instance here with Stephanie Rule, but it's, that's the underlying message that you're poor if you're poor, it's because you're lazy. You know what I mean? She doesn't mean to say that. It just came out like that because that's what she thinks underneath it all. She's not filtering herself. She doesn't see the problem with a frame like that. She justifies her privilege. She worked hard, you know, like Jeff Bezos. He just works a trillion times harder than everybody else. So we have no right to tax him, even though taxing the rich to a point where they can't threaten the state, the democratic society itself, is really a patriotic imperative. But, you know, he just works really super, super trillion dollars more than we, the rest of us. Let me see. Hold on. I'm looking something up. I really do need a, an assistant in here. Um, Stephanie Rule. Let's see. What was I looking up? Scranton. That's what I'm trying to find. Because I'm looking for a picture in particular of Stephanie Rule's house. Because when, let me show you on Twitter. Oh, not that. Look at that face. For those on the podcast, I popped on my computer and there's Mitch McConnell. Not looking well. Ugh. How disgusting. Here we go. Stephanie Rule. MSNBC Stephanie Rule rips Biden's Scranton versus Park Avenue message. 
And people on Twitter, where the fuck is it? Went after her, but I can't find it. Oh, my life sucks. What are you going to do? No, no, that's not good. I shouldn't say that. This show is unraveling. <laughs> Biden. That's what I'm looking for. This sh I can't. That's not a good thing to say. There I go. Not taking my own advice. That's bad karma. Red lining still lives on, Natalie Davis says. Yes, it's true. This whole country is so far away from where we need to be because we lack the ability to face ourselves, honestly. And here we go. A lot of people on Twitter. Stephanie Rule is a mouthpiece for corporate America. She is not a journalist. Her childish, her childish attack on Biden's Park Avenue comment demonstrates the intolerance of the corporate plutocracy to being open and transparent about the social in, about social uh, excuse me about the impact of social inequality on the American people. Exactly, that's the problem. And it all and it is when I'm talking about racism because it always goes down to that. It is racism ultimately, but we are in it together. They use the racism to keep us apart, to keep us keep the working class divided, and then they they sow these messages subtly or not into our our um, uh, our lexicon, our public discourse that she worked really hard so i don't care how hard anybody works there is nobody who works harder than the poor who work three jobs or have a side hustle and this and a door dash and an uber and a, you know you got your main job your side job and your side hustle but the cluelessness of Stephanie Rule, who she owned, I think, I'm trying to look where it is. She owns a townhouse in Manhattan, which is like millions and millions of dollars. Nobody's coming for your townhouse, Stephanie, If even if you get taxed a little higher so the American people can save 400 goddamn dollars or go to a doctor. This is where... Um, this is the problem. That's why we are where we are. And some, I might, who knows? I'll get a message from some Republican idiot, a useless idiot. They'll say, oh, um, envy, the politics of envy. You're just envious. Can you believe that working people are that stupid? Of course, what am I saying? They're so stupid. They think that, you know, if I keep uh, spreading the propaganda of the 1%, that maybe they'll, what, meet you for a beer? What is it? What is it that you don't understand? And that's why I constantly encourage right-wingers and corporate Dems and people who think, I don't know what the hell they think. They don't understand really what it what we're doing what the grand experiment in liberal democracy is what that requires it requires cultivation education 
It requires honesty and an understanding that, like um, Justice Louis Brandeis said, we have to make our choice, democracy or concentrated wealth, but we can't have both. And the fact that Stephanie Rule said this shit. Listen. Michael, Joe Biden said yesterday that his campaign is Scranton versus Park Avenue. Why is he going with this divide and conquer approach? Divide and conquer. What about a message for all Americans? All Americans. But I live pretty close to it. And you know how I got there? Working my butt off. He doesn't want my vote. How dare you? Working my butt off. That's the message, you see? You didn't work your butt off. When she passes the food bank line on the way to her million-dollar townhouse in Manhattan that has a gym in the basement and all the... I, I, saw, I saw this whole article on it. It's not about... She can have all that shit. Have your stuff, Stephanie, and your big house. But... Don't you want to live in a country where, um, you know, that is, don't you want to live in a country that isn't 34th out of the 35 best places to raise a family? Don't you want to live in a country where people who lose their jobs because of a pandemic don't end up on a food bank line in two weeks? Where the working class is above 50% of the population. Don't you want to live in a country where you know, the essential workers are treated not just as essential workers, but as human beings? Where you can have one job and raise a family. Where you don't need a side gig and a side hustle or a second job. and a, I mean, even that we have normalized the statement side hustle side hustle it's uh, like we normalized donor class really what is this shit and look Soledad O'Brien I can't I can't get it. The election, so Joe Biden tweets, the elect this election is Scranton versus Park Avenue. And Soledad O'Brien uses her platform to tweet back, or both. New York City's Park Avenue is amazing. No need to knock it. Would be nice to have a president who sees every American as worth fighting for. Thank you. Would be nice to have a president who understands that. We are the least upwardly mobile country of all of our Western partners. And that 40 years ago, it was the exact opposite. So it would also be nice to have a media that did its goddamn job. We know, Soledad, you're way, way, way high up on the, in the ivory tower, and you probably don't see much from up there. But out here in the real world... We have, there are Americans, there are people on food lines. There are people who, who, um, can't retire because that's the, I mean, there's a one third of the American people can't retire. That's disgusting. 
Four um, how many is it? Well, I don't know what the stat is now. It's majority of Americans can't save four hundred goddamn dollars. That Americans are going to Mexico for medical care, but we can't go through now because they shut the borders. I guess you're S O L. In fact, I just saw an article about that. How the borders are shut, and we are trapped in our own shitty health system that is meant for the people like Soledad O'Brien and Stephanie Rule. Clueless! You know, how how um, disgraceful it is for her. She's, she, you would think, well, she doesn't have the awareness to be dis- disgraced or ashamed by a remark like that. It's almost, it's really up there with, it's kind of like a let them eat cake moment. It's a, it's a Marie Antoinette, I'm out of touch moment. I live pretty close to Park Avenue. Honey, I saw the inside of your apartment. Well, in pictures. You're doing okay. So I don't get it. It's not, I'm not saying that she can't have those things. I'm saying, what is your problem? Why don't you get it? You're supposed to be smart. But she worked for Deutsche Bank, so money, 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 money. Because you can't take it effing with you, though. But you can certainly do a lot of damage while you're here, right? With your bullshit. They put these people on a, ma- on a, on a platform and that... That message gets out there. And the idiots, instead of consciously listening to it, they it goes into their heads. And it comes out as bullshit. And they start repeating things. So while they're driving their Ubers, they're like, oh, um, the, I, I hope one day to be um, rich like Jeff Bezos. I got to work really hard. I don't care. How many hours you drive your Uber, you're not going to be a billionaire at that rate. There's not enough hours in the day. It's about getting demanding, living wages. And um, we have to demand, um, uh, uh, I can't talk, a decent middle-class life. We got to take it from them. They're not giving it up. Isn't that clear? Joe Biden can't even give you a, can't even give a wink to the reality of what of where we're living. Stephanie Rule should be embarrassed to say something like that. She should be ashamed. But don't worry, it'll happen again. Don't worry, it'll happen. There'll be some. Some other, I don't know, Bernie Sanders type or who knows. Some other person who understands, some other woke person will get on there. And what did the, um, what did the other guy, the, the, the pundits or whatever the hell the reporters say? Nothing. Because when you drop a big turd of of uh fallacy right in, in the middle of the room 
Nobody says anything about it because it just seems so real. Oh, poor, poor Park Avenue. He's, first of all, it's a metaphor. Stephanie Rule, instead of stirring up some bullshit, what do you mean, um, I, I live pretty close to Park Avenue? She should have understood, and that's what, you know, maybe re- represented it to her viewers as, uh, yeah. This country really if, uh, needs the reason we. First of all, all right. I know I'm not. I'm saying a lot of words and nothing's nothing's really formulating into a sentence. So excuse me. But what this country needs is a decent. Um, we need policy that recognizes the reality of what the working class is up against. We need policies that actively create a functioning, economically vibrant, and thus politically engaged working class, middle class majority. That's not an accident. That is not by working hard. That is policy. You can work as hard as you want. It's all policy. You're not rich. I mean, the rich got richer over the past, my uh, over all of the years I've been alive. Thanks to trickle-down neoliberal Reaganomics and Clintonomics. They have gotten richer. Is that because we've gotten lazier? No. The American working class, our productivity is uh, at record highs. So are corporate profits but the policy funnels everything to the top we haven't had a raise we are living uh, our our lifespan is getting lower partly because of death by despair this is all because of policy so for Stephanie Rule how dare she Really, how effing dare she and all of them? They got a lot of nerve, really. But they don't seem to... I mean, it's because they're winning. They're absolutely winning. That she has the um, the balls, really, to say something like that. and Without a hint of irony, without a hint of self-awareness of who she is, who she's married to. I think she's married to, like, some other freaking bankster. You worked really hard? I'll, I'll show you many people who work a lot harder than you. The, the essential workers. The janitors. The house cleaners, the Uber drivers, um, people who get up in the morning. They don't just sit in a makeup chair at 5 a.m. and sit in front of millions of people and say 
millions of people who are living in a country that has failed in its promise to deliver not uh, to deliver happiness no it's not, I know there's no promise to be happy the pursuit of happiness but we, we this is a failure this is a failed experiment we're up against the same old goddamn um the same old enemies money big money and they're goddamn lies they always have the platform to spread their lies you see i worked really hard well i could show you i could show you a legion i could show you millions of people who work goddamn hard and they all they want is a goddamn fair share a break they want to take a day off, maybe. They want a sick day. They want to rest. Fuck. The whole thing is conspired and lined up against us. And that is, that's an, uh, a, a prime example that's emblematic of everything we have to deal with. And nobody pushed back. No one on that platform said, you know, Stephanie, that's a myth, what you're peddling there. You're not rich because you work harder. You, I mean, that doesn't mean you don't work hard, but people, it's not about working hard. There are some systems in place that give people way a head start, that's for sure. And then they like to use the, the I mean, this is why the, the, the neoliberal Dems drive me insane. They, I mean, they never really address the systematic underlying problems in the society. They just throw some, you know, um, here's some training, here's some education credits. And for the few they get out of the, the system, they get, they rise up or whatever the one or two that get to the whatever they get into the one percent they're used as the example of oh see look the example um it's not broken look at these guys so the rest of them what's wrong with you but so we must really be living in a loser society if we are the least upwardly mobile now with the widest income gap if we have uh, yeah, we're lower on the social progress index where 34 out of 35 best places to raise a family. I mean, all of those stats, it's uh, human beings. That's our lives. And I have to ask, how much longer are we going to take it? Because really, we can get it back. Only if we understood that we're in this together. What is e pluribus unum? We stick together, we win. And we will win. Remember, we're on the right side of history, the right side of democracy, the right side of humanity. My name is Tara Devlin. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin so we can do a daily show. We need to get the word out. I, I hope you agree. 
Tell your friends. Give the show a good review. And hopefully, I don't know, better things will come. But we're in this together. I'll see you soon. Holy moly. All right, my friends. What a week. Let's see. I want to say... I didn't see the chat all day. There's so much more to talk about, but... God damn it. What? What a valiant effort from a newbie troller. Who? Patricia says, good show, Tara. Thank you. Steve Grossman, what a week. Exactly. I'm not really that concerned, though. I have to say. Usually I am more concerned. I think because we do have recourse, and I think this is going to make people pissed off and awake. Can we do a Zoom meeting? Oh, maybe. Well, that'd be nice. Deborah on the chat. Maybe we could do a Zoom Patreon meeting. And um, for those who can't be patrons because of circumstances, you're also invited. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah. Lee in New York City says, Tara, when you said Goldstein, I think you meant Bernstein. That's probably what was in my mind. Yes. Patricia says that would be great. Good idea, Deborah. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that. We'll have a Zoom Patreon gathering, and it would be nice to see everybody's faces. Wouldn't that be nice? To get to know everybody. And what else? But yes, like I said, we will have to plan it. We could, If you're on Discord, or if you're not on Discord, please join our Discord community. We could probably plan something there. And also invite those who are patrons and can't or can't be patrons. Because there are some people that wrote and said that they, they uh, economic circumstances, they can't be patrons. And I get it but they're still part of our community. So, and other circumstances that makes them unable to be a patron. So we'd have to share this, you know, share the link or whatever with everyone who wants it. Who wants to be in our zoom? We could, that's a good idea. All right. What else? Well, who else is here? I'm glad to see Greg is there. Um, he was missing in action last week. Terry, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Lee and Greg. And nice to see you, Daniel and Zenny and Resist Evolve and Terry Taylor. An executive decision. And Ls214. And Zenny. Hope I didn't miss anybody. Lee, I said. 
El Elise. You can hear Mike on Progressive Voices. What? Who said that? I gotta get Mike. Maybe he'll come on the show. Darth, hello. Hello. And, all right, what else? Did I miss anybody? Maybe some people came and went. Cringe. Yes, Cringe writes, without Palin, there is no Trump. That is right. That is what McCain brought. Absolutely. And Andrea, who says, when Turtle's number is up, is finally up, I hope it's long and agonizing. Oh, yeah. With our luck, it'll... Well, that's how it goes sometimes. Well, maybe it'll be like Lee Atwater, but he won't be aware enough or woke enough to call people and apologize for all the harm he's done. God, why, why, why do we have to go through this? All right, my friends. JD, thank you. Who else? I want to thank Jim and Garfield and Deborah and JD and Patricia for tonight's super chat. I don't know what's going to happen this week. I'm still working on that job, so it's really taking a lot out of me. I'm not kidding. I've been working 16-hour days on this thing. But at least it's not for a sociopath. It's for a nice person. But I'm tired. And everything that's going on this week, I was like, this sucks. I wanted to do a show. And plus, we have to do a show more often to grow the show. So it's very frustrating for me. That's why I ask for patrons and blah, blah, blah. All right. Oh, I will say this again. Sin City, I got your card. Thank you. And your donation. Is she on here? All right, my friends, I'm going. I got to go because I got to cut the show for Progressive Voices now. It's annoying. Where's Tara Jr. Jr.? Tara Jr.? Tara Jr.? Come here, Bobo. I don't listen. I always do that. I have to take Daniel's advice and bring the treats over here, but then I'm afraid that... They'll be, Tara Jr. will be relentless during the show. He's insane. I got to do something about him with his food. He's nonstop crazy. He is a food, he's an addict. He's like his mother. If it was up to him, if he was a person, he would be honestly on my 600 pound life. No doubt. If he had control over how much he can eat and when he can eat, he would not stop. It's insane. I'm really worried about him because, you know, can't have him like that because I want him around a long time. It's not... I love that cat. I love that cat. <laughs> All right, my friends. Now I'm just, whatever. This ain't a show anymore. This is just like us sitting around. It's not a show. I'm so tired. My friends, please, 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 please. 
If you're not on Discord, join us on Discord. Hopefully, I'll do a show this week. I feel kind of rusty right now, so I hope the show was okay. You guys are great. Yes, I need some rest. I really do need... You know, I'm kind of overtired, but I need a... I really need a good night's sleep. My friends, remember what I say. It's true. We stick together, we win. And we will win. Because we are on the right side of history. You, Oh, yeah. That's why they have to cheat so bad. <laughs> they have to spend so much time and energy cheating. Because they suck. And they know it. So, they have to spend so much time pretending that they're us. That, they're, that they have hearts that they care about democracy. You know what I mean? Do you see that? That's what they're doing. They have to pretend. But we're on to it. Keep fighting. Remember, we stick together. We win. Thank you so much. I'll see you as soon as I possibly can.